worship. I'd love to give him praise. Let's sing another song. I've got my mind made up, and I won't step back. I won't hold back. Amen. Let's start with the verse. I've got my mind made up, and I won't step back, because I'm going to be looking all the way. Different song, that's okay. Got my mind made up, heart fixed right. I'm going with Jesus all the way. Sing that again. Thank you, Lord. 
maybe we can all stand. Everybody maybe shake the hand of the person beside you. Welcome to the church this morning. Say, God bless you. Welcome to the house of God. I think about the Lord when I, when I think about the Lord. When I think about the Lord, how he saved. Speedy has a prayer request here for her niece, Candace, needs a healing in her body. I want to pray. Sister Amelia here writes in, wants to thank the prayers for um, her and her family. We've been lifting them up at the prayer meeting, so I want to remember Sister Amelia still continue to remember her this morning. Ask Brother Yomi, can you come and open the service in order of prayer? That's okay. Let's just sing a little chorus, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
say Lord and to say thank you for saving us with your blood for raising us with your power and for establishing us in the present truth we are very grateful to you O God Lord thank you for this privilege we have again to gather at your feet Lord not just as at other times but Lord we want a fresh experience from you Lord we pray that you stop by the post of every pew and Lord we just minister to our enemies dear Lord Lord, we commit a different request into your hands, Lord, that you just, if they need a touch from you or a word from you, may you meet them, Lord. And may you raise them up from their beds of affliction, Lord. Those who need saving, may you save them, Lord. Those who need their chains broken, may you break those chains, Lord. Lord, and Lord, we commit your servant into your hands. Lord, we don't know how your word will come to us this day perhaps you to make us shout hallelujah or make us ponder but we know one thing we know it will change us from glory to glory because we have seen it time and time again we pray lord that you make it so this day may you 
take your servant and let the man parts be outside and let it be you just speaking to us this day we commit the offering to your hands of God that you bless it and let it be used for the purpose it was meant for thank you father for answering our prayer this day in Jesus name we pray Special welcome to Sister Precious as a friend here visiting from Toronto. You can wave your hand. Thank you. Thank you for coming. God bless you. Brother Ryan has a special this morning. You want to have the special now, Brother Ryan? God bless you this morning. For sure, if I was going to sing this morning, so didn't even tell my family. Uh, but there's been a song that's uh, been on my heart for some time, and I, I actually wrote it last year. As some of you are aware I was in school for music, had to take a bit of time off. Uh, but we had a number of classes that involved songwriting, and uh, I just figured early on my instructors were going to hear a lot more gospel music than they normally hear, and that was just fine. They seemed to be a, they seemed to enjoy that actually, and this was one of the songs that came out of that, and. Um, I found anytime I tried to do something else to maybe fit an assignment, it just always came back to what, what was natural and what I felt the gift was actually for, which is just glorifying the Lord. And so this song had a number of parameters to it for the assignment, but I was really touched by it and really blessed by it, and I shared it with a few people, and a couple of them have been urging me to share it, and so we thought this morning would be uh, maybe the time to do it. So I just trust it'd be a blessing for you. It's called you, you See Me Where I Am, and it's based off of... Uh, an old poem. We were given a, a number of poems to choose from, and uh, so this is one of the ones that I chose and kind of reinterpreted for the experience of a believer, and I just trust that you'll catch the anointing and it would be a blessing to you as well. And God bless you. Just out of reach, and just when hope had left me, I heard someone call my name. And since that day, I've never been the same. When I was hungry, oh Lord, you filled. When others walked away, Lord, you stayed. You speak and mountains move. 
worship the Lord as we change the order of the service a little bit. I'm just here to worship him, amen. We had a prophet come to this generation and say that there's one place of worship and that's in him. But his place of worship is in her and that's in you. That's the bride this morning. So we want to give him our praise, our worship. Doesn't matter how we feel. Doesn't matter what we think. Doesn't matter what our week has looked like or is looking like. Doesn't matter. We're here to worship him, amen. Let's give it to him. Wait and see what God will. 
Father, with those words on our lips, we want to worship you, Lord. We've come to the house of worship, the house of God this morning. Lord, many people are gathered in their various churches and steeples and religion and denominations. Father, worshiping what they feel is the living God. But Lord, in this generation, we realize you're outside of the church. A black stroke is written across Laodicea, Ichabod. The glory of God had departed. But Lord, we realize the presence of God is amongst his elected lady. And so, Father, there is a group of people around this world that love this message with all their heart. Realizing the God of glory has come in this generation. And we do indeed worship you, the true and living God, this morning. That you will meet every need in divine presence. That God, faith will rise within the hearts of those that need a touch from the master. Deliverance from the king of kings. I just pray, Lord, that you will meet every need in divine presence as we go to your word. Open it, we pray. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats for a moment. God bless you. Nice to see everybody in their places. Brother Yomi, I saw you praying. Nice to have you back. God bless you. Everybody, when you leave, we miss you. And it's nice to have you all here. Is Shirley back yet, Brother James? Not yet? Man, she seems like she's been gone a year. When? Next month. Next month. This month. Oh, tomorrow. <laughs> no wonder you have a smile on your face. Amen. God bless you. God bless you all. Just a few more announcements before. We'll probably just sing a chorus before we go to the work. Um, so everybody listen uh, real, real good. And this is a, a, a little, looks to me like it's a long list, but it's not that long. Um, Thursday, December 14th. Is it true, Brother Malcolm, that it is uh, BCA's Christmas concert on Thursday, this Thursday? Amen. We would like to show all of our support for the church, for the school. And um, if you can be, be there, possibly be there, please support with your pre uh, presence and your attendance. I mean, I love those little darlings as they're on there singing their little songs. And I feel those are all my children and my buttons are popping everywhere. I don't even, I have to bring it, wear an undershirt so I won't be exposed. So that will be this Thursday, December 14th. If you can make it, that would be lovely. This Wednesday, Lord willing, Brother Jean Manassi will be preaching for us. Brother Jean, is that true? That is true. He's nodding his head. So we're looking forward to that. December 17th, Brother Tim Dodd will be giving us a full missions report. That is true. Praise the Lord. I'm hitting 100% right now. So that is awesome. December the 24th, Christmas Eve day. That's our Sunday. We'll be having one service. That will be our Christmas service. And um, I believe our children will be singing. So that will be very special. Is that right, Brother Richard? I'm feeling good this morning. I'm feeling great. Uh, now, the next, that following Wednesday, will be um, for a break for Brother Ryan. We won't be having a, a service as such, but he will be helping, him and Brother Ben will be helping for all those that will be singing specials for the following Sunday. And so then we'd like to 
have the different groups singing. It's always nice to have the different ones from whether it be the Filipinos, whether it be the Chinese, whether it be whomever, groups singing, choirs singing, uh, quartets, trios, and um, it's always so special to magnify God's grace. We'll be having some testimonies and different things. That service will be on December 31st, morning service as our normal service, and 7 o'clock will be our watch night service. Got a couple of praise reports, and we're so thankful for what God's doing and will continue to do. I don't see Sister Subo or Brother Neil, but she had uh, something on her leg that was just very, very, very terrible. It was getting worse and worse. I believe one of her daughters is also an RN, and she was very concerned over it, and they thought maybe it could be cancerous. So we took it to prayer. The brother's been praying. We've been uh, asking God to do something supernatural for our sister Sue. They've been so faithful over these years, just sitting right up here at the top. And the report came, no cancer, all is well. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. Prayer works. Amen. And Sister Judith, if you haven't noticed, she's not sitting where her spot is. She's in Malaysia right now. Her husband had a heart attack. He had 100% blockage, 100% blockage in the main artery, and they didn't expect him to live a day. Brother Jairus, his, his son, who uh, used to be a young man here, sitting here years ago, and now he's a doctor, and he's got a little church in Oregon, and he flew his wife and himself over to Malaysia, and we've been keeping in contact, and uh, today... He's still alive. Every day he says, the Lord has given us another day and another day. So a week almost has gone by. And um, we don't know what the will of the Lord is. But they're asking that we would keep praying for them. That God would raise him out of his bed of affliction. And that he would receive the Christ that his family has received. So that if you would remember them, that would be just so wonderful. Well, everybody all right? Amen. We got a, a full day today. You say, well, what do you mean full day? Well, I told the brothers it's going to be a short service. So that is a signal for something other than a short service. But I'll just say to you so you're not nervous and sisters aren't worried about their casseroles and so forth, we'll just have a service, all right? Okay, let's stand to our feet. Thank you for letting me have these announcements. Everybody remember that. If not, any questions? Brother Milko. Lovely for you to be here. I have a greeting from Jonathan. I got you. I have to have you see the greeting. I don't understand it. I, it yeah, I know. I know. I don't speak. I don't speak the language. But he wants your greetings to you, to our beloved brother. Nice to have you out of the hospital. We've been praying for you, brother Milko. God bless you. You're not forgotten. Amen. Remember, it's not the first mile. Amen. It's the last mile. We're running that last mile. John chapter 17. John chapter 17. We'll be reading at verse 1. And I'd like to title this part 2 of what saith of thyself. And John answers says, I'm the voice that crieth in the wilderness. He knew exactly who it was. So my question to you this morning, what saith thee of thyself? What do you say you are? 
Who do you say you are? So we'll just continue along those vein, that vein. St. John chapter 17, verse 1. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we've come to the house of the Lord. And we pray, Lord, that each one that has a need will be met. May the word open up. May you strike the word to our hearts. Pen it, Lord, deeply within the fleshly tablets of it. And, Lord, may we become, Lord, what the prophet has prophesied. And, Lord, let the manifestation of that prophecy come a reality within all of our lives. We commit now the service to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. I'd like you to turn to Revelation chapter 3, very familiar scripture, of course, to those that are believers of this end-time message. Revelation chapter 3, verse 19. Revelation 3, chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Remember, as we said in our prairies, outside the church. I will come into him, will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and have sat down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit say unto the church. Now, uh, back to John. We'll be reading the scripture we read last week, John 1. Won't be making too much reference, but when I, if I do to last week, whether it be scripture or quotes, bear with me. And that, um, I said, well, I've heard that before. Well, I was reminded when I was writing down some notes this week. Well, they might have heard this before. They've heard probably ministers from all over the world quote the different scriptures, quote the different message um, uh, books and different things all the time. And I, I was reminded of Suzanne Wesley when Samuel Wesley, her husband, said to him, you know, you've told those children 19 times to do something. Why are you keep on telling them to do it? She says, because there will be one time that they will do it. And on the 20th time, they actually did what their mother asked them. So I know that there's different mothers that have said to their children, keep your room clean, would you pick up your clothes? And they don't do it. Don't be in despair. It will happen. Shall we prophesy? Amen. John chapter 1, verse 22. And, they said, and said they unto him, speaking to John, Who art you? How, who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? And it wasn't like, you know, he was dilly-dallying around or he was trying to make excuse for, for his position and, 
and what he was saying and what he was preaching, he didn't back away. He didn't make excuse. He knew exactly who he was. And, and, and there comes a time where the bride knows, and we'll be taking quotes, who she is. Knows her position. She stands in thus saith the Lord. We see the world crumbling. We say we're in a time of rapture. Well, then let's just keep focused to what we are here actually for. Show to Satan there is a bride that will not fail. And she will put on the body change. And I'm one of them. You might as well make the confession that I'm one of them. What sayest thou of thyself? I'm the bride of Christ. I'm the elected of God. I'm chosen of God. It's not just coming to Bible Way. If you think Bible Way is your exit ticket, you might be sitting here while the rest of us are gone. Because Bible Way is not your ticket out of here. The token, his life, his nature, his ability. That's our going home prize. Very important. And he said, I am the voice. He knew exactly who he was in the scripture. He didn't play church. He was the church. He played his part. Lived in the wilderness since a little boy. Can you imagine? Nine years old, living in the wilderness, eking out an existence. And you think you had it tough. I can't imagine when they said he looked like a wild man, what he looked like. But it doesn't matter what you look like. You might look very fine this morning. I don't care about that. I don't care how you look. I want to know how you are on the inside. So here they were asking this fellow that's out in this wilderness, who are you? Sayest thou who thou art? He said, I am the voice. I am the one that's preparing the way of the Lord. There is a church that's going to take on a rapture. I don't know who she is, but I have to believe I am one of them. You have to come to the conclusion as you come to church, I'm one of them. Honey, as I'm getting my little children ready, putting on their little pants and putting their shirt on and putting their little tie or their dress on, that you have to say to them, children, we're not just going to church. We're getting ready for rapture. We're getting ready to go. The world's caving in. And don't look at me like you're so pious now. Because there was a time when you used to have a shout, David. There used to be a time when we did glorify God. But now we get refined. I'm not saying that about you. I'm saying that about me. We get more refined. And I looked at myself in the mirror before I came out. And I said, you handsome dog, you. No, I did not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you just look at it. I remember coming to church, you know, I didn't even have a good shirt to come to church with. But I sure loved church. I sure loved what the word was going to preach. There was no uh, expectation on my part other than God speak to me. I don't know how many times, and we say, well, there's, the altar is not a special place. But I sure thought it was a special place. I thought every service I need to be at the altar. Guess what? Just about every service I was at the altar. Why? Because we wanted God. We didn't, we didn't. And now as time goes on, things get to be more refined and, and people get the, their little places. And this is where we're, Darren, you're not in your place, so that's a good thing. Who, who took your place this morning? They did. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I see. So we, we get so settled in our ways sometimes, and now we just want to just sort of just let's break the crust loose. Amen. Let's break it loose. I've come to worship God. I've come to hear the word of God. That's why I enjoyed Kyle a lot. He was refreshing. He wasn't so stoic. Right? He was Kyle. <laughs> right? I mean, we come and you're expecting, you know, like Brother Bram says, you've got a, a pulpit type uh, voice, you know. But you're not that way in the back room or in the, in the church, you know. But come to the pulpit, you're expecting a certain. Just be yourself. We come to the church, just be yourself. We're saved by grace, delivered by the hand of God. God's moved in our life. He's opened our eyes. Our ears are open. We hear this message. We love the message. It's not something where we just come to church because we come to church. We love this message. Without this message, I'm afraid, saints, you'd be in some bar somewhere. Uh-huh. Have a beer, a cold beer in the back. You know, a lot of the guys that have once used to come here buying beer at the liquor store. Get, you know, there's an all-seeing eye watching you. How far the mighty have fallen. But you just have to look up and say, Lord, by your amazing grace, keep me by your great hand of mercy. We're going to press on like we've never pressed on before. We don't know if we have a tomorrow or will we have a Wednesday, but we're going to press on. God took a prophet on December 24, 1965. At a time when the people were rejoicing, God took his prophet home. I'm ready to leave. Come on. In a twinkling of an eye. Don't put up your Christmas trees and, and think of the, a pagan holiday is your holiday. Jesus is my holiday. Future homes my holiday. The change is my holiday. Amen. We still have to realize, Brother James, we're not just coming to church because Brother Lou, Lou is here. Lou doesn't come to church because Murphy's here. Lou doesn't come to church because Tom's here. Lou comes to church because he wants to see God. He wants to see the word unveiled. Isn't that brother, right, Brother Lou? That's what we cry for. We don't want politics in a church. We want the word in the church. Encourage one another in the faith. You see a young brother falling or, or getting cold, encourage him. I just listened to this tape. I listened to this book or I read this book. Get in your Bible. Get on your knees. Go to the prayer meeting. See what the brothers are doing. We're a body. We are a body. We're a body of believers. Remember the little boy? Brother Bram tells this story a number of times. The little boy that only, his, they only had a little piece of mirror and he could only see a part of his face or a little bit of his face and maybe see his button on his shirt or however the mirror was. But he went to his auntie's house. Went to his auntie's house and there was a full length mirror like we just put in the back room there. And, 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 I, and because I'm where it's positioned, Tim only can see from down here. <laughs> it's true, right? We've got to raise that a little higher, then I won't see me down here. But then one day he's at his auntie's house, he went into a room and he saw this little boy and he looked at the mirror. And he looked at the mirror and he said, he thought, there's another boy here. And then he raised his finger and he saw another finger go there. He said, Mom, that's me. That's what we want. 
when we read the scripture this morning. I don't care what gets said or done. We just want the Holy Spirit to come to your address. You can rise to your feet and say, Preacher, that's me. I am the bride. I am the elected. I am the chosen of God. We don't want to say, Oh, Brother Tom's going to be a certain way. Brother Tim will be a certain way. Brother Murph. Say, say, whatever God has, we want him to have his way. We don't want to put God in a box. He looked in it and he said, Mama, and I preached on it years ago. That's me. We start looking in the word. That's me. To them that overcome, that's me. A church without spot or wrinkle, that's me. It's got to be somebody. That's got to be me. What saith thyself? The word is me. Now we get quiet again. Because now, saints of God, it's getting down to really pressing, pressing in. John only lived for one thing, to introduce the Lamb. Nothing else. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. He preached repentance. People were repenting, preparing the way of the Lord. And he had that message, and he hammered it home. Until one day on the bank stood the Lamb of God, and he looked at him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And they're all looking around, and they just saw a little man. But he didn't see the man. He saw the God in the man. I don't want you to see a church. I want you to see the God in one another. We got to lift up our spiritual eyes a little higher. Not looking at the person left to you, right to you, behind you. This is the church of the living God. I'm one of them. What saith of thyself, Roy? Amen. 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 What saith of thyself, Levi? What saith of thyself, Sam? What saith thyself of thyself? The time we get finished the church, I want you to say, I'm the church of the living God ready to put on the change in the atoms. Amen. So now what are you doing now when you Get all that group together where the revelation is perfectly in harmony. When the revelation is perfect in harmony. And God expressing it through his word by the same actions, the same things that he did, making the word manifest. Are you listening? He said, oh, if the church only knew its position. When I, when, anybody here play baseball? I did. You know, like, you're all sanctimonious, I know. You never, ever did play sports, right? Anybody know what baseball is? Okay, <laughs> just getting a little softer here. There's a bad catcher. Whoa, what a revelation. There's a first base, second base, third base, short stop. Is that right? Left field, right field, center field. We've got all the positions covered. I, oh, wait, up the picture. Yeah, well, thank you, Darren. <laughs> now we got all the... So now you have everybody in their position. The bad, ca- uh, the bad catcher does not run to the pitcher's plate when it's time for their inning. And the pitcher doesn't go to center field. Everybody was now being paid for their position. And they're paid apparently big money now. Very big money to play baseball. Hmm. 
And yet, they know exactly what position they played. And when they get traded, they get traded to go to their same position. They don't change their position. That's what they've been trained for when they play their game. Well, we're not in a game. We're in a fight. And now we're trained for our position. And we have to know our position so that we win. We don't lose. So now we're going to preach the word so you can take a hold of that word and not get out of position, get in your position. What position you've been called to. Oh, if the church only knew its position. Well, being a prophet, he knew your position. He was waiting for us to catch up in the vision. If the church only knew their position, so that means there is a position for the church to be in. I'm not making it up. That's, what he, that's what's being said there. I'm not reading between the lines and saying something that's abnormal. He said, oh, if the church only knew their position. So there was a position for the church to be in. It will one day. Men, I expected half this church to stand up. That's this day. I know in whom I have believed. I know my position in Jesus Christ. Yep. It will one day. Then the rapture will go. When it knows what it is. So that was 1963. So we're saying 60 years have gone by and we're less aware or more aware? How, what, I, I'm, I'm getting older now. What did you say? More. We are what? More. more aware of our position. That's when the enemy comes in, God raises the standard. And you're his standard. That God is raised. The world is going to hell. But there's a people that are going to heaven. Let them go their way. That's all their deepest calling for. My deepest for a change. We're living in this world, but we're not of the world. As we've so often heard. Feast of the trumpets. At that same time, now as this church is drawn together... She is taken up in the mystery of the seventh seal. Now, the seventh seal mystery has been unveiled. The seventh seal is the coming of the Lord. She is caught up in the seventh seal mystery of his coming. So when God descends, we ascend. For the Lord himself shall descend with a, a shout and a voice and a trump of an archangel. Is that true? Brother Bram said he does all three while he's descending. Well, if he's descending, how come we're not ascending? We are. We're getting changed from service to service, from word to word. You who used to doubt, doubt no more. Can you say amen? You that used to question the message, question it no more. You that used to play church, play church no more. 
Why? Because that's an ascension. We're coming higher in Christ. I am saying this to anybody that's unsaved this morning, and you look at me. Set your eyes on me. What you saw in Israel. Listen, I want everyone, because I know where you're sitting, and I know who you are, and I know where you're at. What the Hamas did to Israel. They took women, raped, did whatever disgusting thing they did. Babies, killed them, murdered them. Those are demon powers that are loosed on Israel. But when the tribulation comes, there is no Holy Ghost. There's nothing held back. We're in heaven and hell is on earth. You better get ready. Daddy ain't going to help you then. Mommy ain't going to help you then. You better know today, I know in whom I have believed. When the church comes to her position, I'm in my position. I've heard these brothers preach and preach and preach my position. I know exactly who I am in Christ Jesus. Are you with me so far? So we're ascending. We're ascending. I just say higher, higher. Higher, higher. Lord, I want out of this world. It's getting worse and worse. I'm not here to escape the world. All I know is there's another world for me to live in. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. It's not my, I cry out for this world, saints. There's nothing in this world. Everything is evaporating. Look at the economy where it's going. You don't even know if you've got any dollars to rub together on, in, in next year, 2024. It's crushing down. Amazon laying off 700. This com- uh, company, 7,000, whatever it is. They're laying off, laying off. Where, 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 how are they going to live? Brother Brown said 40 years ago, uh, in, uh, way back in the 60s, America's bankrupt. Was that a prophecy? He said they printed something like 300 and something thousand $50 bills. Because the $50 bills aren't worth nothing. Is the 50s to 20, the 20s to 5. 5 is a dollar. But I know in whom I have believed and I know that God is my supplier of all my needs. I know my position in Christ. No different than Israel was going out in their exodus. Daddy, are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? I'd like you to turn to your children. Honey, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready. We're going. We're going together. We've got the blood on the door. We've got the life of Christ in our home. The Spirit of God is present amongst us. We're not talking about our next door neighbor. We're not talking about the person that's three rows over. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the Word and how it's opening up. We don't want to talk about one another. We want to talk about Him. Amen. So then... As soon as the church, the bride, is drawn together, she's taken up in the mystery of the seventh seal. The seventh seal mystery going. And the Jews are being called by the mystery of the seventh trumpet. And that's why, as I preached three weeks ago, the seventh seal to the Gentiles is the seventh trumpet to the Jews. We are seeing again, Brother EBA, I, I trust you are listening to me. I want your faith to be inspired. God's turning to Israel. God has to watch over that 144,000, which indeed he is. 
but there's got to be a bride that's ready to go. Are you in that number getting ready to leave? Listen, time will go on and presents will come and presents will go. You'll forget what you were given on Christmas Day on January 3rd. Everybody running around trying to get this and that and everything. What, what do they need? What do they need? It will all rot and go away and burn. There's one thing will never burn, the word. He walked in the flaming fire of Nebuchadnezzar's furnace. And he'll walk with you in this fire. This is the time. This is the hour. This is the now. This is the now in the scripture. Marilyn is an accomplished painter. I think half our walls are hanging with Marilyn's paintings. They're beautiful. We love them. But there was a great painter, and his name was Gustav Dory. Gustav Dory, famous painter. I love his, he does a lot of engraving, charcoal. And he was quite famous. Back in, the, I believe, the 1700s. And there's this story of Paul Gustav Dory. That when he was traveling, he lost his, tra- uh, his passport. And in those days, you needed a passport to go from country to country. Germany to France, France to Spain, Spain to England, and so forth. So, in his travels, he was coming to the border from, I believe it was Germany to France. Stopped by the border police and said, and they said to him, we'd like to have your passport. And he looked around for his passport and said, I don't have my passport. And just don't have it. (laughs) Don't have it. Lost it. He says, don't you know who I am? Nope. I'm... Paul Gustav Dory. He says, ah, a lot of people say they're famous. And so then one policeman turned to the other and says, you believe that this guy is this Dory guy? And he says, nah. He pulls out a piece of paper and a pencil. He says, all right, there's three peasants right there. Draw me a picture of those three peasants. So he took the piece of paper and three minutes. I don't know how you do it, Marilyn. It's a masterpiece. And then one policeman said to the other, yep, that's Gustav Dory. <laughs> he knew who he was. But by his actions, come on, stick with me. By his action, proved who he was. Come on. We say we are the bride. Let us live the bride. Let us act like the bride. Let's speak like the bride. Can you say Amen. Praise the Lord. He knew exactly who was Tommy. Because when he, they got that, there was the guy looked at the other guy. It was, it's quite, quite a cute story. He says, yep, that's him. No questions asked. Nobody could draw like this. Nobody could live like this. Outside of Jesus Christ, nobody could live like you're living. Come on, I, I thought I'd hear a higher amen than that. You're living in a demonic hour. And look at you. Look at you. 
women clean and husbands dressed right and everybody want to worship God? What do you say of yourself? I am the elected lady. It's not you putting a nice dress on and saying, well, that will be nice. It's God in you. You don't live in a, Brother Bram said, a, 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 he's down sausage. You are living clean and holy, sanctified before God. What a privileged people we are. I think you can rejoice this morning. Hamas, Hezbollah, nothing like that can happen to this elected lady. She will not go through tribulation. She goes in a rapture. Praise the Lord. We don't play church. We are the church. Some of your Snapchats need to be erased. Some of your Instagram stuff needs to go by the garbage. You act like what you are. You be what you are. The problem with it is you get a dual identity. What you are on your Facebook is not what you are here. Whoa. Let me preach over here because I know they don't have Facebook. One, one young man told me, he said, I got the demon from being the other guy on the computer. You don't think this is real? And you wonder why brothers preach their heart out? Because they don't want to see you demon-possessed? Be real. Be what you are. Be a Christian. Who do you say you are? Bride. Son of God. Daughter of God. Birthed by the word of God. Elected of God. Chosen and predestinated. You say those are big words. Those are nothing but the truth. Big words for John to say, I am the voice. Scripture. He had to point to scripture. You have to point to scripture. That's why we read Revelation 3. Who is the overcomer? Me. I am the overcomer. Prophesied. Amen. Second Peter 1 and 16. For we have not followed covenantly, cunningly devised fables. People get on their internet. They get on whatever they want to say. Listen to me. Some people even accuse Brother Tom. That's Brother Tom's opinion. Brother Tom does not have an opinion. But let me tell you one opinion I do have. I have a prophet's opinion. And a prophet has an opinion. I'll take his opinion over your opinion. He has an angel walking with him. And you say, well, that was just Brother Brennan. I'll still take his opinion. Over your gray matter, who are you? He's got an angel standing there talking to him. He doesn't even know which realm he's in. Eternal realm, this realm. Eternal realm, this realm. By grace, he is bringing you into this other realm. Higher, higher. Every service, Lord. Higher, higher. Bring me higher. Oh, I've been here 40 years. I could care less. I could care less you were here 50 years. Some of, the, some of the young men have surpassed some of you that have been here for 20 years in their spiritual desire for the things of God. And I think we all need our temperature thermostat turned up. Mine too. Don't worry. 
I checked myself up. We have not followed covenantly, cunningly devised fables. I got an email not long ago, and it was disgusting. They said a pillar of fire over Brother Branham. Really? And they showed a picture of a light bulb over the Beatles in Madison Square Gardens and said there was a light over them. Yeah. God have mercy on their soul. That is Ichabod. You wouldn't have dreamt 20 years ago a man could fall that fast. Saints, realize who you are. Confess what you are. Speak what you are. Act what you are. We haven't followed cunningly devised fables. An angel came down in this generation. Revelation 10.1. Stood with Revelation 10.7. At the sounding of the seventh angel's message. When he shall be sent again to sound. It's not special men. It's not special men. There was a man in this generation called William Marion Branham. God chose him to be the voice. To this age. But at this time. There will be the final voice. Come on. You will be the final voice to this final age. What day, Brother Tom? This day. That prophecy is being fulfilled. Say, that's a mouthful, Brother Tom. I believe it. He said it. I believe it. Is there a song like that? Somebody remind me to sing that afterwards. He said it, Wes. I believe it. Go up that mountain. I'd die if I go up that mountain. Go up that mountain. Took his hat off. Was that me thinking? Can you imagine how close that was? Was that me thinking? Or is that you, Lord? Takes his hat down. And that voice says, go back up. So he went back up. He says, I want to walk with you. Oh, my goodness. God want to walk with his prophet. You tell me who's got that experience today. You tell me what man that's been so vindicated. This is not cuttingly devised fables. This is thus saith the Lord. 19 people died or this. I could care less. That prophet came to open the word of the Lord. Ken and I have known each other for so many years. We'll tell the same story differently 20 times. Come on. And they expect somebody to call every time, every time, every time. But I'll tell you one man, a total story every time, every time. Your pastor, Brother Biscoe. Hey, Brother Ken, how many years since we were in our 20s? Early 20s, there was a man of God and was pastor of this church. He, when he told his story with a prophet every time, same, 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 same. No embellishment, no forgetfulness, no nothing. And that's why he was God's witness. And we had the privilege to sit under that ministry. And we're not going to go weaker, saints. We're not going to go weaker and live back in yesterday. We are going to go forward in the promise of God. This work wasn't birthed just to be a church. Well, let's have a gathering. Let's have all all the strays gather. No, sir, I was no stray. I was a long-haired, dope-smoking hippie. Well, what I thought I was, make-believe. But one day Jesus came. One day Jesus came. In flesh. I'm sorry. He didn't speak to me from a cloud. 
didn't speak to me from the eternities, but he speak to me through flesh. Come on. You got to know where God is today. God is in his people. What sayest thou of thyself? I am she. Hallelujah. Can I give you a statistic here? Thirteen in one paragraph write prophecies. Thirteen. So they do it statistically. If one is correct, that's one out of a hundred. Right or wrong. Fifty-fifty. Then they start moving it up to the hundreds, to the thousands, to the hundred thousands, to the millions. Everybody got that? Statistically. Get one right, it's this percentage. This right, this percentage. Third one right, this percentage. Ten right, this percentage, okay? There's 13. This is one service, one time. One time, Ernie, just one time. One time. One time's enough, but there's 1,100 tapes. Not cunningly devised fables, I'm sorry. You better jump in the ship. This old gospel ship. I, I, I can't, do I have time? That'll lengthen the service, but that'll be all right. I see the woman bothered with nervousness. He didn't say heart, he said nervousness right now, okay? Extremely nervous. I see her going about holding her hands, upset over something. She's disturbed, okay? That's right. You have a gross that you're disturbed about. So now she's nervous, she's disturbed, and now she's got a gross. Tom, I wouldn't even know whether whatever's wrong with you. Don't know nothing. But here's a prophet now looking at her, young lady. She said, you're holding your hand, you're upset over something, you're disturbed, you got a growth, you're disturbed. But the growth is hidden from the naked eye because it's in your lip. Okay? Oh, he guessed it because there's a goiter, there's something, there's something that's visible. He couldn't see it. You can't see it with the naked eye. I hope you're, you can pen it down, write it down, one, two, three, four. Come on. He says, now, he says, you got a growth that dis- you're disturbed about. That growth hidden from the naked eye. Because in your lip, that's right, you're upset. In fact, you're very, very upset. Right on, on your heart, you are, you're a mother. You got a child you're praying for. It's not the boy, it's a girl. I'm sorry, it's not a girl, it's a boy. The boy has a condition in his bowels. Are you, are, are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? We're not talking about a phony guy who's standing there. Somebody in this audience has a headache. I have one right now. Okay? Somebody's got back pain. Of course somebody's got a back pain. That is Jannies and Jambres. I'm talking about God stepping in a man, letting you know who you are. The boy's condition's in his bowels. I think the doctor said it's ulcerated in his bowels. The boy's unsaved. He isn't a Christian. And you want him to be prayed for. You're holding a handkerchief in your hand for that purpose. Just think about it. Just think about every statement that's being made. For me to pray over. That's thus saith the Lord. So now, was that William Branham talking? 
or was it God talking? Because if it was Brother Branham, he'd have to say, that's thus saith William Branham. But now he's speaking in the first person. Thus saith the Lord. Now, sister, that's true. You believe, not me, him, Jesus. Then he's here. Oh, my. Then he's here. He's not dead. He's risen. Can I tell you something? He's here. Wherever three are gathered in my name, he's here. So why wouldn't we want to worship him? Why wouldn't we want to say, oh, how I love you, Lord. Your word is here. Your unveiled Christ is here. Nudge the next one to you and say, wake up. Just go ahead. I'll let you do it. Yeah. Oh, that was a nice nudge. Wake up. I love it, Brother George, when, when Brother Bram talked about that prodigal son. He said, there he was in the pig pen. And he says, an angel came by, shook him, said, wake up, boy. Time to go home. That's what we need here. Let's wake up. It's time to go back to Father's house. Our Father is looking for us. Wake up. Tom, wake up. Oh, but we're nice church. We believe Brother Bram's a prophet. There'll be a lot of people that believe Brother Bram's a prophet not go. A lot of people today that believe Brother Bram's a prophet, not even the message believer. So believing Brother Bram's a prophet is not your way out of here. It's believing what he said. So you're too fanatical. Well, in the way they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers. I'd love to have been around when Peter preached. <laughs> Whenever Brother Mike used to preach, I always think of Peter. I love it. Mike, I remember I was a deacon at the time in the log church. Marilyn, forgive me, but I'm standing in the back at the log church. And we, we say this all the time, so not, not nothing new. And he comes to the pulpit, and he comes there and says, I just got three words I want to preach about tonight. I said, only three words? That's amazing. He said, my title's coming out of Peter. Think it not strange. And I'm looking at the other deacon at the back. He said, isn't that four? <laughs> but the boldness of Peter. It just took a hold of the word and just rammed it. And we need a few Peters rise up. And I'm getting scared that I'm becoming one. <laughs> but that's Okay. Got to be a Peter. It's got to be an Andrew. See, we're not all the same. We're all different. We can't put everybody in the same box. Say, so you got to be like him. You don't need to be like anybody but what you are. Hallelujah. That's thus saith the Lord. He's not dead. The same one from Galilee. Whew. My, I wish I was in that service for Tim. He said, the same one that was in Galilee is here tonight. <laughs> Glory! Same one that was in Galilee is right here with you. Come here, sister. Our kind heavenly father who knows mercy to the millions in this day when the light is breaking forth. The same Jesus that came and brought light. They that sat in darkness, great light has come to them. In the Orient, in the early days, those in the West now, 
In the evening time, great light has come. What? That same light is shining again. The resurrected Lord Jesus, as he promised, you're here tonight, and we thank you. We pray you'll grant to this dear woman every request she's asked for in the name of Jesus Christ. So, there you go. There you go. So the same Jesus that walked on the shores of Galilee was now present on the platform. And now he says, sister, that's thus saith the Lord. He said, now, everything will be all right. And as she walked away, the darkness left. The light came and he cries out, it will be all right. Hallelujah. That same Jesus. You might have some darkness around you this this morning, but I can say to you that same Jesus that walked on the shores of Galilee is the same Jesus that's walking down these pews and these aisles. And that darkness has now become light. It'll be all right, sister dear. Hallelujah. Sister Grace can give testimony of that. We can give testimony, Sister Francine. Testimony. Dan Florent. Testimony. Sister Dorothy. Testimony. Jonas. Testimony. We can give testimony. That same Jesus. That same Jesus has come into this church. Victor, is that not true? Same Jesus. Touch a child in a helicopter before it lands. Sister Sarah, rejoice. That same Jesus, Brother Ryan. Sister Carolina, that same Jesus. Now, why would you want to keep your trouble and go away with your trouble? I say darkness can leave you this morning. Those that sat in darkness, arise, shine. Your light has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Samuel. We're not giving up, Samuel. No way, no how, no nothing. You've grown up to be a lovely young man. I expect more. I believe for more. Hallelujah. Glory, all things are possible. All things are possible. Amen. He can take fear away. He can take doubt away. He can take complex away. You say, well, I was brought up in this kind of home. It doesn't matter. I was brought up in this kind of home, a worldly home, a socialite home. But I hated it. I hated it. I wanted something real. They're all phonies. So you get a drink in your hand. You're not that person. But one day, I drank from another fountain. And never changed my brand ever. Hallelujah. All right. Statistic. Told you I'd give you a statistic. So you count all those things that prophet said. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. We're not talking about Joseph Smith. 
We're not talking about a book of Mormon, the book of macaroni hidden in some forest somewhere. People don't even know what the angel said, but we had an angel stand with a prophet 33 years, service after service. If that's not the truth, then he won't confirm it. But if I've spoken the truth, brother so-and-so, you were praying that your child would get saved. Thus saith the Lord. Come on, people. That's the same God you serve, Darren. Hallelujah. That's the same God we serve. And when I see unsaved coming to this church, and you know exactly who you are, God is not going giving you a space of time. Because souls that are in prison, Brother Brandon brings the third pole to three manifestations. Isn't he not? Open word, spoken word, is that right? The third is to preach to the eternal lost. There comes a time when the door does close. So are you preaching a fear gospel? No, I'm not. But I know one thing, I'm running into the ark. If you're the snail, I have to wait for the snail to come up the ramp. It's a long wait. We're waiting for you. But when you come in, we're going to have a jubilee. Hallelujah. So then we find out by, if you do it by chance, the chance of the probability to fulfill eight prophecies is one in tenth to the 17th power. That's eight. But now there's 13 spoken prophecies in one paragraph. How could one man do that, Brother George? No one man can do it. But a God and a man can do all things. So then if you take out the probabilities, and I'm sure I'll get fact-checked, go ahead and fact-check me. But there's 13 probabilities. I have 13 correct answers in the probability, uh, probability factor. That's one in quadrillion quadrillions. I, I, I was going to add up the zeros, but it's a lot of them. 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18. Zeros. We have not believed cunningly devised fables. You're sitting here by the grace of Almighty God. Say, how did I get here? It doesn't matter how you got here. God got you here. God used a mule and and tried to get Balaam. God spoke through a mule. And even the mule couldn't get Balaam to listen up. I mean, next time you go and pat a horse and he starts talking to you, that's not Mr. Ed the Friendly Horse. Only the old people will get that one. Can you imagine, Levi, a horse or donkey talking to you? Wouldn't you wake up and say, whoa, whoa this is going to be way out of my league. The God that's speaking through that donkey really wants to get my attention. Didn't do a thing to him. Supernatural didn't do a thing to him. Mm-hmm. But it is the word that will do everything to you. When I came to church, I didn't know what the supernatural was. Somebody said, you could use the word supernatural. That would be over my head. Didn't even know what it was. But then I saw life change. I knew what that was. And I knew that I, lo- I wanted what they had. And however they got it, that's what I want. And Brother Biscoe was so kind to me and take me down to the basement Bible way house and said, these 120 some odd tapes, Brother Tom, if you want God, eat those things up. I ate them three times, five times a day. I ate them every day of my life. When I was a young man, it changed me. And it'll change you. Some, did, was it, who, who was it the other day that said um, something about 
give it up for a week. Or, was that Kyle? So you don't listen to a tape for a week? Murphy. That was, that was, the, was it Caleb or David? David. Said, and he says, you don't listen to a tape for a week, right? And he said, but I didn't say I didn't and wouldn't read. I thought that was so cute. You tell David I really like that one. But Brother Biscoe used to say when Bible Way was still in the house and coming into the log church, he used to say that people had come to church. He said, just give this six months. Just give this word six months. Isn't that right, Linda? Give it six months. And in six months, you want to walk away? Go. But in six months, I'll tell you, if you're a seed of God, uh-huh, you'll never go. Right, Mike? That's right. We're still here. Right, Mike? Amen. We can go. Why? We're prisoners of God's love. Hallelujah. Brother Robert, isn't that true? Come, go, come, go. And then finally all of a sudden hit, boom, I can go. This is what I believe. And it becomes a revelation. What sayest thou of thyself? And you have to give me some time now. What time have we got? Wow. We can save it for Christmas. <laughs> can you turn to Judges with me? Judges. Chapter 13. You know what? A lot of people give Samson, Brother Ram said, a lot of people give uh, Jonah a bad name. A lot of people give Samson a bad name too. I really like Samson. Because it's so much a part of our lives. I said, look what he did. Look what he did. Look what you did. You know, you know here we are. We think we're so wonderful. But I'll tell you one thing. God knew him before he was born in his mother's womb. <laughs> That's going to be the key to this next part. God knew Samson before he was born. And Sam, if he knew you before you were born, how do you get out of the mind of God once you're in the mind of God? You cannot. Because every thought of God's eternal. So you're a manifestation of the thought of God. So you're going to go through good times, praise his name. In the bad times, hmm, I might do the same. But in everything, give the king and kings all the praise. So now in Judges chapter 13, it says, and there in verse 2, it says, And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites. And, I, and, and if you look, you start reading, of course, over the years, and you start thinking, well, a, a, the Danite was an eagle age. Dan symbol was an eagle. Okay? You had your four symbols, right? Lion, man, ox, and eagle. And Dan was under the eagle age. So there was a, there was a Samson, and Samson means son of the sun. That's what Samson means at eagle time. God knew that there was a Samson that was going to be born. 
So now here is other Danites whose name, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. So it's the time of judges. And the, and the Lord was going to have another judge raise up. As the story goes, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, beware, I pray thee, drink not wine nor strong drink, eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. Can you imagine that? A Nazarite from the womb. Born a Nazarite from the womb. This is natural type spiritual. We have been birthed into this kingdom, Nazarites. People say, oh, well, you know, it's all right. It's social. Uh, let's have, it's wine time or whatever time. Let me just tell you something. There is no wine time. Wine time is communion time. Just, I just, you, got, you got any question on that? You come and see me. There is no wine time, but communion time. Well, they drank wine in the Bible. You're not living in the Bible. And Samson, a natural Nazarite, was not to touch wine or strong drink. Okay? You've been birthed a Nazarite in the kingdom of God. So these people say, oh, I can have six beer. You're nuts. Let me just put it. Did I say that plain enough? I'm sorry. I should be more pastoral. I don't know. Just say it. Thank you, Billy. So they get this idea of something. But I'll tell you, it's not in the message. Brother Bram said, you stay away from it. He went to Germany. They had beer. They said, Brother Branham, this is our uh, custom. I didn't have no such custom. We went to Finland and they went to the bathhouse. The angel of the Lord said, don't go in there. They got a custom. These people got a custom. These people. We have no customs. The customs we got is the word of the Lord. So I come from such and such a place and we do this. Ichabod. We do this. Mama, that's me. Well, I came from so-and-so and we did this. Well, I came from so-and-so and we did that. Boy, it got quiet. The word is our absolute. Our word, the word is our absolute. Thou shalt, not, thou shalt conceive... And you'll bear a son. So now as Samson grew up. And he grew up under that anointing. And under that anointing. God used him in, in, in tremendous ways. He used him in tremendous ways. And, and we see types and shadows. Types and shadows. He had his mistakes. He had his failures. He had his victories. He had his mistakes. He had his failures. He had his victories. That's how it come to pass right now. Here we are. And how the prophet started to bring America and the world into them realizing 
they have let go, the Pentecostal church had let go of their secret and their power and gave over to Delilah, which was a religious denominational demon. And he laid his head in her lap and Delilah got her, got him. And Brother Bram started to warn the church in 1956, the church and its condition. He was warning Pentecost. This was a great outpouring. God was now restoring the gifts back into the church. And he says, the church is getting too worldly. You women, you're chopping your hair off. You're wearing uh, earrings and makeup and short skirts. And men are going to have their social drinks. And he started to show the condition of America. 1956, when he said, America, you've had your visitation and you've turned it down. And in 1959, a deceived church, now they're totally deceived. They put the eyes out. They put the prophet out. They put him away. They didn't want him in the church. They refused him. He said, I've been in Tucson now months, and nobody's invited me to your pulpit. And they put the eyes of God out of the church. But there's a new crop growing. Come on, I'll I'll just race back because I don't have the time now. Just keep on racing back. They put out the eyes. They bound him down. But there was something in that seed that said, I don't belong in this prison. Come on. I don't belong in my prison. And arise and shine. Your lights come. You don't belong bound no more. Who sayest thou? I'm Samson. I'm a Nazarite. Born of God, in the thoughts of God, manifesting God. He might have put his eyes out, but there's a new crop growing. And he killed more in his death than he did in his whole life. Saints, you're slaying devils all over the place. You're killing more than that prophet did. He was going from service to service, and there could have been thousands in him. Now there's 200,000 demons loose. And look at how little this little bride is. But he hasn't got you. Max Factor didn't get you. I don't even know what they make Max Factor anymore. Anybody know what Max Factor is? Oh, yeah. What a new, what's the big one now? Uh, yeah, like I, go, like I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like we talk about Elvis Presley and Pat Boone and all this and all these young fellows going, Who? So I guess we've got to keep things going. But if you stay in the tapes, you'll know who that is. You won't need an explanation of who they were. They were devils in leather shoes. That's the way the prophet put it. He shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. So saints of God, when you're called, and, I, and, I, and this is a small part, but I'll, Maybe break into it. You will make mistakes. Come on. I got one right, and after I said come on, I got a uh, true over right there, Richard. We do make mistakes. Can we give everybody at least that grace? Because Brother Bram said you're still human. You make mistakes. But there's a blood. There's a blood. That covers all our mistakes. Hallelujah. 
We said things wrong. We did things wrong. We thought we conquered it, and it came back. And we thought we conquered it, and it came back to Samson. We thought we conquered it, and it came back to Samson. And it came back, and it came back. But God in his mind knew he was one of his. And the devil ain't going to get you no how, no way. And so when he was in the prison house, Brother David, there he was. Lord, there's a possibility of just one more time. Avenge my eyes. And the power of God came down. Maybe you need to say every time he preached once more, five times, he ended it. Why don't you just cry out once more, Lord? Once more, Lord. Let your power come. He cried it out. He didn't mumble it out. He cried it out. Cried it out in his prison house. Wasn't going to let the devil have him no more. When he got into the presence of all the enemies, Philistines, 5,000, he killed more by that one statement. Just once more, Lord. Once more. Nice story? No, a reality. It's a reality. Remember, why are you at church? Remember last week? Remember Pablo? Castle, The cellist? You haven't forgotten him already. The greatest cellist in the world. Pablo. Caslo, The greatest cellist. And 96 was still practicing six hours a day. And they said, why on earth would you be doing that? Why would you be practicing? Because he says, what did he say? Because... I think I might progress. Well, I know coming to church, saints of God, for you that are dedicated, we're making progress. We're making progress. We're coming higher. We're not what we used to be. Who's the glorious church that's going to be presented? What saith of thyself? I'm that glorious church. <laughs> Spot. That he might present himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. For it is God. This is preached on it years ago, too. It is God. That worketh in you both to will and to do. That's the key. Don't break the scripture up. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do to God's good pleasure. Here's another translation. For it is God who's at work in you continually. Both the will to do, to want, to work. He's continually, in present tense form, energizing the life that's in you. For it's God's pleasure. Your God's pleasure. Can, can, can you help me say that? I'm God's 
That sounds good. Now you need to look at one another and say, I'm God's pleasure. <laughs> yeah, that's good, Brother Roy. I like that. That was the whole full room. You could turn around and say it too. That's the way you get it. We're God's pleasure. It's God's will to work and to do. God. Can I give you one? Here, this will, this will help. This will help you. I hope you rejoice in this one. Unless God's seed, his gene from the beginning, wherever that beginning was, when there was no beginning, you who were predestinated, you who were elected, if you don't have that, you're finished. I said, that was pretty plain. So then let's use the quote I used last week. Brother Tim used it the following Sunday, and we'll use it three times in a row. That makes perfection. Three's perfection. That's pretty good. Perfect faith. Now the only thing we have to do is have faith in what you are. Hmm. Okay. We've, we've over an hour now. I'm trying to tell you who you are. Now you have to have faith in it. <laughs> I want you to walk. Look, at when you walk out of here this morning, it's not, oh, well, that's all right. I want you to walk out of here. I know who I am. I know. I know, Brother George. The Word told me who I was. I looked in the mirror of God's Word. And I looked in it and said, that's me. I'm the elected. I'm the chosen. I'm the predestinated. I'm the gene of God manifesting. Because if I wasn't, I'm finished. And I, since I am, I might as well rejoice. Amen. Might as well rejoice. Don't sit here pouting. Let that darkness leave you. The light is here. His light has come. Come on. Faith cometh by what? And hearing what? The word of God. There's no reason why not every one of us should be healed. Now, I'm taking, you're saying, well, you're saying that boldly, Brother Tom, you're saying that. I'll say what the prophet said. He said, you get in one mind, one accord, in harmony with the word of God. He said, the supernatural will take place all over this building. That's one day I'm yearning for and believing for. That we get in one mind, one accord, not thinking, what's that pressure? What's the preacher trying to get across to us? What's that? What's that? Getting in one mind. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Lord, that's what I want. That's what we need. We want more of you. Not dissecting, cutting, hurting in your mind. Your thoughts are speaking louder than what's nothing coming out of your mouth. We've got to come to that place. Brother EBA needs a touch from the Lord. And I'm getting going to be real serious on Monday night with the brothers in the prayer meeting. I am not going to be denied. If Jacob could get a hold of the angel of the Lord, are we at this time? I've got to believe I've got to come to this time. Lord, we want your will, but I believe the will. He said, I would that you prosper even as your soul prospers. I would that you prosper in health. Brother Jane, Sister Jane, don't you give in to nothing. Brother Milko, don't you give in to anything. Why does God have you here and why are we believers? Yeah, you probably tell me, you say, you're going on a, on a limb. Listen, I'll tell you one thing for sure. 
I believe God's word. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. I'm not going to water it down. I'm not going to get it through your uh, thinking man's filter. I'll take it through a holy man's filter. Don't look at the circumstance. You don't look at it. You look at thus saith the word of God. Are you ready for this one? Mountain, move. Well, you want to move Gross Mountain, Block Tusk? I'd rather move that mountain. That mountain. That mountain. Mountain. Be ye removed. So what the prophet said, you say mountain be removed, and it still stands there. Well, it didn't happen. So now he's, he's telling you what to do, and he's telling you what you're thinking. Oh, it did happen. Are you, everybody listening to me? Because I'd like to end up pretty much on the positive rather than the negative around here. Everybody listening? Who's got a mountain? All right. We're going to take out his word. Mountain. Be moved. And it still stands there. Well, it didn't. He said, oh, it did happen. When you said mountain move, maybe one little significant grain turned loose out of a hundred million billions of tons. That one grain moved and it's begin to take place. You hold that faith. Watch that mountain disappear. Hallelujah. If you've got a mountain, stand to your feet. Speak to the mountain. Speak to your mountain. Say mountain in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Be thou removed. Amen. One little grain move, but it's taken place. Hold your faith. You watch that mountain disappear. You watch it disappear. You watch the impossible take place. I just happen to believe in a room of believers here today. Say, well, it happened to Brother Branham. The God of William Branham never passed away with William Branham. Brother Branham went to his reward. But the God that was with that prophet is with his bride. Are you still standing? You still believing? Certainly it's moved. Thou shalt say in thy heart, disease, move from my child. Disease, move from my body. In the name of the Lord Jesus, don't doubt. Right there, good germs take on new armor. Hallelujah. 
good germs take on good armor. Hallelujah. And a new weapon. And the enemy's backing up. He's defeated because Christ, in the drinking of the myrrh at Calvary, defeated the devil and every one of its powers. Are you believing? He said it. I believe it. Musicians, please help me. (laughs) Oh, I believe. (laughs) Am I making it up? I hate, sorry, Ryan, Brother Ryan, I put you on the spot again. Glory. Might as well leave at this season. The world's caught up into whatever they're caught up. I want to get caught up in him, Brother David, and get carried away. Get carried away into the very presence of Almighty God. You said it. I. Raise your hands. I believe it. You said it. Oh, it is done. You said You said it. It is
of relieving for the impossible. We're coming into a new year, saints of God. You said it. said in two quotes the same thing so I would believe that the Holy Spirit would want to emphasize this he says now alright what I'm trying to tell you the law of reproduction bring forth of its kind Genesis 1-1 these last days the true church bride comes to the headstone will be the super church a super race as she nears the headstone they will be so much like him Even they will be in his very image in order to be united with him. And here the prophet says, they will be one. What sayest of thyself? I am one with my husband. We're nearing the headstone. The hour has come and now is. Glorify thy sons and thy daughters. This hour has now come upon us. Can he move the immovable? Can he do the impossible? You say, well, Brother Tom, I spoke to that mountain. That mountain will be moved. He said it. I believe it. You said it. It is done. He
Father, with this confession on our lips, arms, hearts, heads lifted towards heaven. Lord, we don't come to church. We've never come this morning to hear an order, to hear something said that might tickle our ears. But we have come with a great and deep desire, Lord, to hear from the throne of grace. I trust each one in their particular need didn't hear from a man, but they can say, he said it. I believe it. Not Tom said it. Not Tim said it. Not Murphy said it. And I believe. But you said it, Lord. You said, ask anything in my name believing. You shall have what you ask. Some are asking for their families this Christmas coming up. Some are asking for unsaved loved ones that they have spoken to for years. I pray, Lord, that you'll break every wall. I pray you'll reach into the stony heart, Lord. Take that heart and make it a heart of flesh. May we see souls won over these next months. May we see deliverance, Lord, take place within this church. I don't care if a grain moves, that mountain is moving. Your prophet said it, I believe it. Lord, it wasn't William Branham speaking it. It was the almighty God adorning the bride of Jesus Christ with the word of the living God. We take the challenge. We accept it. Who say? What say you? Who you are? What do you say you are? Scripture's clear. Who do you say you are? John said, I am the voice crying in the wilderness. Lord David could have been asked the same thing. Who do you think you are, shepherd boy? I've been anointed by a prophet to be the king. Nothing was going to stop him, Father, because your prophet was directed of your presence to anoint David to be king. We could go throughout the scriptures. We could take Elisha, we could take Joshua, we could take Caleb, we could take Rebecca, we could take Ruth. I am the wife of Boaz. Father, may that realization become a reality within all of our hearts. Not pointing back to a scripture and say, oh, that's just wonderful. John knew who he was. All through the scriptures, they knew who they are. But Lord, it comes a time in our day we must know who we are in Christ Jesus. So would you bless your children, each one in particular. Let them go, Lord, with a renewed faith in their hearts that they could take the challenge. They can meet the devil knowing he is a defeated foe. Lord, whether it be a germ in the body, your prophet said they got new strength, new armor to do great battle. I pray for every need, Lord every burden, every heart, every desire. You know them all. But I pray, Father God, there be testimony after testimony from this little service. You are a great God and ever-present help in time of trouble. Go with your children. Bless them, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, use them, Lord. They are a living Bible to a dying generation. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Brother David, can I put you on the spot? Hey, we're buds. No, you you got to sing. You got to sing. You got to sing us happy. How many want to hear Brother Dave sing? <laughs> we have the greatest musicians on the planet. Don't make anybody sound good, David. <laughs> you can have your seats. Might as well enjoy the day, right? Okay, you got two choices. I hate listening to myself sing. <laughs> I have a terrible voice. I don't know how anybody can get anything out of this. It's the life, David. I guess so. I can hardly keep the notes. I'm all over the map. But we will try to make a joyful Amen. noise for the Lord. Amen. Uh, I'm past 60. I need words. <laughs> I don't have any words in front of me. I'm scared my memory is going to fail me here. Which one do you uh, want? I want to be a living Bible. That's it. That's, That's it. That's easy. Can we get words? <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> There's many folks who don't believe the Bible. Well, I want to tell them all right now I do. Because the Bible is the word of God that's been sent. To give us faith to rapture me and you Oh, I want to be a living Bible Yes, I want to walk it every day Cause I know that when I live the Bible Well, I'm walking the straight and narrow way Well, I tell your friends to go learn to love my Bible it's been the thing that's kept me all these years And I know that when I look into its pages I'll never have a single thing to fear Oh, I want to be a living Bible Yes, I want to walk it every day Cause I know that when I live the Bible well, I'm walking the straight and narrow way So I urge you all to go and read your Bible It's the only thing that's worthy of your time And as you pray to God for revelation Well, I know that you will put on Jesus' mind Oh, I want to be a living Bible Yes, I want to walk it every day Cause I know that when I live this Bible Well, I'm walking the straight and narrow way Yes, I want to be a living Bible Yes, I want to walk it every day Cause I know that when I live this Bible I'm walking the straight and narrow way Cause I know that
that when I live the Bible, I'm walking the straight and narrow way. Guess we're making up for the last 15 years. <laughs> words again, please. I almost couldn't get the words with the words up there. Uh, I'm going to get carried away. I'm going to let the glory roll. <clears throat> Drafted soldier. I don't know why, but I can't be shy when I get around all God's people. Well, I get so inspired that I'm just on fire and I lose all control. Cause the Word of God is a consuming fire that's burning in my bosom. And one of these days I'm gonna shout and sing the presence of my King. I'm gonna let the glory roll when the roll is calling glory I'm gonna get beside of myself when I get beside the king that day I'm gonna have the time of my life when the time of my life is over I'm gonna get carried away when I get carried away well, I wandered around with a great big frown I was nation then a pillar of fire came across my path and it showed me my salvation where there's god there's peace and joy and happiness and gladness and i thank jesus every day that he took away my sadness i'm gonna let the glory roll when the roll is calling glory I'm gonna get beside of myself when I get beside the king that day. I'm gonna have the time of my life when the time of my life is over. I'm gonna get carried away when I get carried away. Now the song I've sung is by nothing I've done, but it's God that showed me mercy. And I tell my story for the good Lord's glory and to magnify his name. So now you've heard, so let's stay with the word and pray for revelation. And through the power of the word of the hour, we'll overcome temptation. I'm going to let the glory roll when the roll is called in glory. I'm going to get beside myself when I get beside the king that day. I'm going to have the time of my life when the time of my life is over. I'm going to get carried away when I get carried away. I'm going to let the glory roll when the roll is calling glory. I'm gonna get beside of myself when I get beside the king that day. I'm gonna have the time of my life when the time of my life is over. I'm gonna get carried away when I get carried away. <laughs> 
part there I'm going to get carried away I don't know how many times I've sung it sung it and sung it because one day brother Wes you and I are going to have a great time when we get carried away we're going to get carried away amen let's bow our heads father we've enjoyed the presence of the Lord we're thankful for brother David's life and what he's meant over these years Lord sung those songs in the log church and how blessed we were then and we are now holding and keeping power of God seeing what you've done in his life means so much to me I pray you'll do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could even ask or think in all of our lives Lord we want to thank you for this time bless your children as they go their way we ask in Jesus name You're dismissed. God bless you. Greet one another.